Hello, and welcome back to the Double Take Podcast with Jess and Jenny, where we give our takes on all things TV. What's up, Jenny? How's it going this Monday morning? Well, I'm saying this for the listener benefit because clearly, you know, it's good. It's fine, but it is Monday morning. So clearly, (laughs) not our best moment. There's been some coffee spillage. There's been some like weird last minute home tasks that have gone awry, but other than that, good. I was going to ask you what your soap disaster really meant. You said it was like a, as if it was like a normal thing, like, oh, just a soap, soap problem. Yeah, soap conundrum. Um, No, I got a thing to refill my soap dispensers because I got sick of just like buying new soap all over and over again. And it's been great. I haven't had to buy new soap in months, but I put it in the back, like underneath my sink all the way in the back and it's hard to get to. And I had to reach, like, get the big jug that refills the other soap. And then sometimes when I'm not paying attention, I, like, miss when I'm refilling the soap. And the soap goes all over the bottle. And then you have to do, like, a, you know, recon. You have to put it under the water. No, that has actually happened to me before. Yeah. I have been there. It's just – Usually with dish soap, so. It's just a little bit of a mess. But um, I didn't know – I don't know what possessed me. I guess I do know what possessed me. The soap dispenser was running low. And I couldn't pump out. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, it was a very logical thing. But it was Monday at like 7.50 a.m. And then I started doing just like random chores around the house. So yeah, how about I you? <laughs> did not, in fact, change my shirt after I told you that I got coffee all over it. It's just it's low enough that you can't see it in our Zoom call. So I figured it was fine. It's, it's down there. But I really just spilled it all over myself like minutes before we were supposed to talk. I'm really sorry. Do you have That's actually not an infrequent occurrence. Do you have a good method for removing said spills? I think it'll just come out. Okay. One time I was at work, like at an office, this was years ago, and back when it had to be like existed. back when those were a thing, like twenty eighteen or so, and I was sitting down first ten minutes of my day, had just gone upstairs and made coffee, came down, spilled the whole yeti of hot coffee all over myself. Like not only was I like covered in coffee. Like my jeans were soaked with coffee. Probably the worst thing your jeans could be soaked with. And it was hot. So I was also burning. Oh, God. And that was miserable. Did uh, you- good thing I, I lived like a two-minute walk from the office. So it was like very easy to, to solve. But it was, it was traumatizing. I was going to ask if you left or if you just like sat in coffee and crusted clothes all day. No, I'm pretty sure even if I hadn't lived a two-minute walk away, I would have left because yeah, that's- you can't come back from that. Mm-mm. Your day's just done. No. Unfortunately, I, you have tried and you have failed at that point. I um, This is not coffee related, but you just reminded me. Did I ever tell you about the time that I fully – I got to work. I biked to work. It was about like a 25-minute bike ride. Got there, realized I had forgotten my laptop. I had to go back. No, that's so sad. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm Good glad, exercise though. Yeah. I, there are moments that I wish I worked in an office, but then I remember that I sometimes did things like that. And, like and everything fully. about it was terrible. Yeah, and I had woken up and already had started a bad day, which then like led to me forgetting things. And then, yeah. So this is better, I would say. This is an improvement. There are I shouldn't say everything about it was bad. I miss like speaking to people in real life mm-hmm. for sure. But and I saw an article actually like last week that was like the workforce doesn't hate offices; they hate commuting. And I was like, actually, yes. I think that that is true. Like, also, you're less productive when you're sitting with people all day, and that's a problem. But generally, the issue for me, at least, was definitely commuting. Like, when I started living a walk away from the office, it was so much better. Mm -hmm. I did not hate living near or working in an office because I lived so close to it. Yeah, commuting, and then also, I wouldn't. I I don't like the forced 
I would love if I, if there was an office like two blocks away that I worked in that I also only had to go in if we like everyone was in on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know? Yeah. And that's becoming more popular. It's just like nice to see people and you establish like camaraderie in a way you can't. Yeah. I've been trying to make my like coffee shop people that like trying to, you know, be like, we know each other now. Right. Um, But I don't go often enough. (laughs) And they're like, literally, who are you? Yeah. Anyhow. You're trying. I'm trying. Um, All that being said, how is your your coffee? Oh, no. My coffee? (laughs) My coffee is good. It's not so much on me anymore, which is nice. Mostly it's in my mouth. I did mean to ask, how was your TV watching this week? But I just just fully Freudian slipped into talking about coffee. I was drinking coffee at the time that you said the word coffee. So I think that that this is just a psychological error. Thank you. Um, it was good. I actually watched a lot of TV this weekend because Matt was in Las Vegas for – like his friends live there. It wasn't like a mm. casino situation necessarily. But uh, he was gone and my friends in New York were at MetLife for Ed Sheeran, which oh. I didn't go to because I don't really care about Ed Sheeran. <laughs> like, sorry if that's a hot take. He's like fine. I like a couple songs. Uh, not enough to trek to MetLife for that place is miserable and so I watched a new show I started a new show so I was sitting there Saturday I was like I need hours of entertainment so obviously a show Mm -hmm. and I wanted something new because there was there's I'm actually like not watching anything right now that I felt compelled to turn on and yeah that is feeling a little draining so I went into my watch list and picked something new what um never have I ever I thought you were still you got a little yeah. No, I lukewarm. think I just watched too much of it one day last week. Okay. And I was like, I need I need a break. That's fair. And I don't know if that's fair. I really like it. I have nothing bad to say about it. But I watched like eight episodes of season two in like one day. And no, I was I, like, I, th- I think I need I, need I would absolutely time. call that fair. I don't think you need to okay. like overwhelm yourself with one show. Like it's so um, cute. But then also Davey is so – yeah. frustrating and like in a way that she's supposed to be but I was like I realized that I was getting annoyed after a while sure and it was time to put it away sorry so what I, I don't know I was like I also I wanted a drama mm. like a, a full length like something with like a few seasons that I could just like start and get, get really into and I picked evil which I feel like you probably haven't heard of no if I had to guess it's on Paramount plus that's another and, good reason why I would yeah <laughs> well and it's not that popular I think probably because it's on it's a paramount plus exclusive uh but there are three seasons already out so it has like somewhat of a little following i'd say like the people who watch it are there they're out there somewhere okay. i'd seen it recommended a couple of times and it seemed like something up my alley so i had it on my list to watch it's giving like spookier fringe so far and i'm only like six episodes in so I don't know if it stays that way but in terms of the the first season of Fringe if you remember was like very procedural even though ultimately the show is not that way but the first season like every episode is a different case and there's like something sci-fi or like supernatural about the case Mm -hmm. but really like in each episode it is like pretty standard procedural in the other like traditional there's a case and we're solving it aspects of it and evil thus far is sort of that but instead of supernatural slash sci-fi phenomena, it's like demons and possessions and like unexplained things, but they're tying it back to the church and like there are exorcisms. And one of the main characters is like works for the Catholic church 
This sounds like well, it should be from like the early 2000s in just the like content that it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like it's giving like charmed or like or supernatural or fringe, like all of them. I mean, together. Even fringe. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a good point. I think that's why it felt like comforting, but I'm feeling a little bit ambivalent about it thus far. Okay. I, I don't know that it's a binger and I watched like six in a row and also procedurals aren't really bingers because you're just like, well, I'm just watching the same thing happen like over and over. And sometimes that's fine if you want to just like turn your brain off. But I was hoping for something a little more engaging. So I was kind of bummed. But but I also liked it enough to keep watching it. Like I will continue to give it a try. Hmm. Now I'm racking my brain for what I could recommend to you that it falls in that category. But maybe by the end of this. I'll have something. But um, I had a few a few options if it if you want to weigh in on what I should have watched instead. I was thinking about watching either Evil, which I ended up watching, Hannibal, which I actually haven't seen. I don't know if you have. No, but I do remember I feel like we come back to this a lot, the Tumblr era of seeing all of the photo yeah, sets of Hannibal. That was a big People one. People were really into it, yeah. That's true. I forgot that that was a Tumblr thing. And Mad Men, which is one of those that I that like everybody always says is like one of the best that I just have never seen. I have seen all of Mad Men. Yeah. Oh, you have. My um, sister-in-law had a box set that of the DVDs back when my computer took DVDs, like when I was in college, (laughs) when it took DVDs, when I when it had like a CD drive, Um, and I watched the whole first season on the train to and from like a couple of uh, probably like a Christmas break or something. Um, from Philly up to Massachusetts. And I just sat on the train and watched Mad Men. And it was definitely an experience. But uh, yeah, and then I wound up watching the rest of them on streaming services as they became available. I would say that's, you should definitely watch it at some point because I would like to talk about it with you. But um, different different energy than what you've described of the other two. Yeah, I think it was more like, well, and also uh, my friend Hope recommended it to me. She was like, if you've never seen Mad Men, yes, obviously watch it, which is how I feel about it in general. Like it feels mm. like one of those that it's like, oh, I haven't watched this yet and everyone says it's so good. I need to watch it at some point. I can't say I've ever been in the mood when I've sat down to watch a new show to watch Mad Men, which is probably not fair. I should just start it. It's also another of – it's hard to get into if you're – it's another one of those like these people are terrible. I don't really understand what, like, there's no real, that's not true. I was going to say there's no real plot driving the thing forward. It's more about the interactions. Um, but th- that becomes more and less true as as the seasons go. Yeah, whatever. Well, I like that. That doesn't sound bad. But it is sometimes a little bit hard to sit down and then immediately get into it because you have to go into it with, like, you're, you're laying down some groundwork in the beginning. And I can understand why that might not suck you in right away or might not feel... Like, oh, today, a Saturday is when I want to get into Mad Men. feels like a commitment. Um, Well, I think it always feels like a commitment, which is why I have never started it. Because I'm scared of watching – I'm scared of starting shows that have like six or seven seasons that I've never seen before because I just feel like I'll be watching it forever. But I'm also at the point where I don't have any shows that have a lot Mm -hmm. of seasons ongoing. Like I'm only watching new shows as they come out and like binging them. Or I'm watching like, oh, something that comes out week to week. So I get one episode per week. And then I'm like, what do I do with the rest of my time? So my suggestion box is open. All right. Good to know. Apologies for the first 12 minutes. I don't even know if this is noticeable to the listeners, but it is to Jess. And I'm sorry for her ears that she had to listen to my bad mic. And now I have a better mic. But we're back. And this is our, we're being really chill on this Monday. So it's fine. Anyway. 
We're so chill. <laughs> I think I was done talking about evil though. Okay. So what did you do this weekend? Did you watch anything? Did you have fun? What did you do? We didn't I, speak at all. Yeah. I mean, we we briefly texted. I um I went to go see a wedding venue, which was <gasps> tell me. Um it ruled it out. We were a little bit naive. We were excited. It was the very first one that showed any promise. And it was in uh, New York, like near the Catskills area, but not quite in the Catskills. Like you could see the mountains, but it was far enough away. Whatever. What town? What's the name of it? <laughs> That's the one of the problems. That wasn't that wasn't a red. That wasn't a deal breaker. But I was happy once we ruled out the the venue because the town was called Kuksaki, which if you say it, I have heard of that. Many that ways, funny, it does sound like just like unappealing. It's, it's pretty bad. Yep. It's that great. Yep. <laughs> uh, anyhow. It uh, we ruled it out. I think. Sorry if the person who owns the place is hearing this, uh, and I have not told you that yet. But it was the first place we went. It was on the, like a spur of the moment that she texted me and was like, "Oh, can you come this Saturday?" And we were like, "Yeah, we could do like a quick New York road trip." Um, and it was nice to see. But yeah, we'll have to talk off the TV pod sometime because. <laughs> uh, I, I yeah, there's plenty many to thoughts. say. Although maybe our listeners like wedding content. We are both currently planning weddings. Oh, so yeah. I'm sure it'll come up in the future. We've like briefly mentioned – I don't know if we've mentioned your engagement, but oh. same month. Hello. I'm <laughs> engaged now. <laughs> like three weeks apart. Yep. So that'll be – maybe we'll start like a side uh, – A side pod. Yeah, like a little subset. Anyhow, so that's – so Saturday was sort of shot in terms of things to watch um, – I didn't watch so much new, but this week I have, I, in the newsletter, I wrote about city on fire. I did watch four episodes of that. Um, if you read the newsletter, you know, I did not enjoy it. Uh, it's based on a book and they changed the book. I, I did not read the book, but I do sort of think I would enjoy reading it more than I enjoyed watching it for a couple of reasons. Um, are you planning on watching this Jess? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. It's they changed the setting from the 70s to the early 2000s, like basically right after 9/11. For I the reasons are probably there. I guess the, the people who adapted it who were um the producers of Gossip Girl and The OC are more familiar with this time period. So I think they thought they could weave in more like about the fabric of New York society in that in the early 2000s, better than the 70s, and maybe thought viewers would relate better. But I think it's a little weird <laughs> that they are making these changes. I think it's weird in general. I, uh, I I don't know how I feel about book adaptations at this point, because I do think in order to make something that worked well in a book work well on screen, be it film or TV, you do have to make adjustments. You can't just like adapt it the way that it was written. It's It's different mediums. But sometimes, like the um, show you were talking about, where they completely they made it into a mystery, where the book w was not a mystery. Um, can't remember the name of it right now. But the many lives, the crowded room. Oh yeah, sorry, it's different book name to the um, show, the crowded room. I so, like some of the choices they make. It just feels like why didn't you just make a new show? Like why did you take the the blueprint? Yeah of a story and then I've thought that before. Yeah. Um so this one yeah, felt a little weird. It is about there's a, a young college girl that is found shot in um 
in Central Park. And then the investigation into her shooting basically uncovers this like tangled, the, the way that certain members of society, it's like a punk rock underground thing or like well-off family, um, how all of these pieces and people in the city are connected, which could be interesting, but it's very like a little bit gossip girl, a little bit OC in a way that I wasn't expecting. And maybe that's why I don't like it as much. Um, anyway, I, I did not love the way it was done. It was very, there they used a lot of flashbacks uh, ineffectively in my opinion. And I was not compelled to keep watching. So that was a little bit of a bummer. I think I gave it a D. <laughs> oh no. I know. And that could have been a little, that could have been a gut reaction. Maybe it's more of like a C, but right now it's a D in my books. I did hear it was not very good from at least one other person. So yeah, I had not felt intrigued enough to watch that. And then hearing it wasn't great. It's kind of a bummer. I feel like Apple TV has like been on not a great streak. Well, Silo was good, but I don't That's know. That's the other. A few of these things have just not been very good. I am caught up on Silo. So I have seen, I guess, five episodes. Oh, fun. So we could maybe talk about that. But my problem is I don't remember what happened at different junctures. <laughs> like, I don't know what happened at the end of five episodes compared to like the Fair. last five episodes. But I loved it all the way through. I shouldn't say that. I did not love episodes two and three. But then after that, like I loved episode one. Mm-hmm. And then I really liked it like after the whole thing with the boiler or whatever. I thought that was throwaway. And then everything after that I liked. Yeah, I didn't really understand. I, I agree. There was some pacing weirdness. I also heard – I mean I did like the first episode a lot. But I heard some criticism about, again, the way that they're adapting a book. Like in a book, having the, it in this order of like – you see the people way far back or it starts with the sheriff wanting to go out and then it like rewinds and starts with how that all began and how his wife decided to go out, et cetera. Like that sounds really good in book form. And also in this one episode worked well, but then the fact that it jumped and the rest, like they're really not in the rest of the story. I think they maybe could have ordered that in a different way. And I would have, um, it would have felt like a better flow. But I – yeah, so far – I've thought about that because it it de- definitely – like they lost a lot of momentum when they were just like entirely new main characters now. And the story was like just so different and it took a while to like build that back up. But I also don't hate it because the first episode was so gripping that like – I don't know. I almost would rather that than it take like five episodes to get into it at all. Like at least I was very engaged with the first episode. And then I was just like waiting to see if it was going to build back up. And then eventually it did. It wasn't perfectly done, I don't think. But I also would much rather that than like a boring first, second, third, fourth episode. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, I just looked up where – so actually it's seven episodes. So I'm nearing the end, I guess. It's only 10 Silo? Yeah. Oh, you've seen seven. I thought you were saying it's only seven. I was like, that's not true. Oh, no, no, no. I've seen uh, seven episodes. Yeah, you've seen most of it. Or a lot. The Flame Keepers was the last episode. I still don't remember enough to like <laughs> say things that like are probably good. Got it. Like I would probably say something from episodes eight through ten, but yeah. I enjoyed it so much. I also like I watched it in one day, so I probably don't even remember everything because Ooh, it yeah. was one of those like just, just binge I it. watched it. Yeah, all the way through because Every episode ends on like a cliffhanger. I can't remember. I would what this be like, oh, I should was. stop, and then I couldn't because I was like, I need to know what's going on. Do you remember the also, OA? 
Sorry. No, I never watched that. Wait, that was sort of like telling me I should have watched that. It wasn't that good. That's the problem is that it wasn't that good. And every episode in the middle of the episode, I'd be like, I need to stop watching this. And then it would end on a cliffhanger. Then I'd be like, all right, and click the next one. <laughs> like it was, but you wouldn't recommend it. I don't know. It's a it's for a certain for a certain energy. Like if you're looking for, but I, no, I didn't. I didn't think it was great. Great. Um, that was the Tumblr one, wasn't it? I don't remember. Or am actually. I thinking of the one hundred? The one hundred. What's the one with the two was. girls? Okay, yeah. that was the one hundred. Okay, Andrew so I never watched the OA, and I apparently know nothing about it. But <laughs> like often on TikTok comments, people are like, "Watch the OA, talk about the OA." And mm. I'm like, mm. I never heard anything that good about it. But yeah, okay. And if a show came out in like 2012 to 2016, I didn't see it unless it was a comedy. All I did in college was watch comedies. Oh. Like I did not watch a single drama. I'm actually like certain that that is true. It's I only watched comedies. A little disturbing how much TV I watched between 2012 and 2016. That's impressive. Like how I did not. It was kind of a. I feel like I made it a priority somehow. It was the way that I decom like decompressed from stresses of school, but also the thing that definitely made me procrastinate. <laughs> like it probably wasn't good for me. Yeah. Um, I only did it with comedies though. I couldn't do it. Like the only thing my brain could handle was like, I literally, I watched all of Parks and Rec and then I rewatched all of Parks and Rec. I watched all of The Office and then I rewatched all of The oh, Office. No. Like in the span of those four years, I watched all of 30 Rock. I watched all of Friends. That was a big one. Yeah. Like, like all of, I watched all of Arrested Development. All these shows that I like hadn't seen before that I just was like, I'm going to binge every episode of this yeah. 10 season long comedy. Yeah, I did the same with uh, Arrested Development. I'm sure with Friends also. Um, but Grey's Anatomy, I watched that in sophomore year. I, I guess like sophomore summer. At that point, there were already like 13 seasons. Seven, actually. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, but I haven't seen any episodes since. I watched all of them. Like those are long episodes and they're long seasons. Some of those seasons are almost 30 episodes. Yeah, I don't know how you watched. I could. That sounds so scary. Um, I've seen zero episodes of Bob. Yeah. Actually. Anyway. Well, I've seen one. <laughs> I saw the plane crash one. Really? Why that one? I don't know. Was it like a crossover episode with something Turned else? it on and it like happened to be that episode. No, not even. I just was like, I guess today I'll try this. Hmm. And Maybe it's like Lost. It oh, I started watching Lost in uh, college because you kept telling me that I hadn't seen it and it was ruining our friendship. <laughs> that was my – yeah, that was my high school binge watch mm -hmm. of like three things. That that was like not – binge watching like wasn't a thing yet. I was literally on like ABC.com, which yep. I, like was the only place <laughs> you could watch Lost. But they did. There was no Netflix. I was definitely a Project T Free TV watcher of Lost. Couch uh, tomato, yes, all those. Were the days. Yes. Um, yeah. So anyway, not Silo, uh, City on Fire. I would definitely suggest Silo over City of Fire so far. And then I started around Memorial Day, but have been like slowly sprinkling in. My plan is to rewatch all of the HBO John Adams series by the time because I've seen it before, but it's been a while. Did um, I watch that in? High school. Yeah, we watched. US. We watched a few episodes back when. Yeah, not APUS. Probably AP Gov. Like, oh, yeah, it makes more sense. When you know our teachers decided that they were tired of of teaching us things because the tests were already over and we just no. Wait, I think we watched that in Euro for some reason. Why would that have been? Because we watched the West Wing in Gov for sure. We watched like all of the. I'm pretty sure that's all we did in that class. <laughs> but I really feel like we watched it in AP Euro. It just doesn't quite make sense. Maybe there was a 
a foreign affairs. I don't. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't remember either. Wait, is it, this isn't the musical? No, one. what? <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely a musical where they're this is Paul Giamatti, <laughs> like, like HBO. The camera's yeah. shaky. I don't know. That could be musical. Oh, there was like a music, like a what's it? Is it called Seventeen Seventy Six? Oh, what's the musical? That is a musical. And there was like a TV, like recording of it that we watched in one of our classes. I don't think I was in that class with you. To be I quite think honest, you were in all my classes, <laughs> so you definitely were. But maybe I'm imagining it. Uh, no, I'm definitely not. I swear, Mr. G. Marco made us watch that. Anyway, but anyway, this is not a musical. This is like. HBO serious drama about the founding fathers. Oh, and John okay. Adams in I've never seen that. It's very good. Um, but anyway, so my plan is for our our thing around July 4th that I can recommend that because it will be sort of thematic Aww. viewing. Um, but That's so, so I, thoughtful of you. I've been <laughs> just thinking ahead. Uh, but I've been thinking – or not been thinking. Sorry. I've been watching that in, in sort of small chunks – one or two episodes per week just so that I can watch other things in the meantime. And it is very good. The one thing that I will say that I've noticed is, oh, Laura, uh, Laura Lindy. No, who's the Laura Linney? Um, yeah, that's she, a person. She plays Abigail Adams, John Adams' wife. She does a great job. If in the history books, if you remember, she's quoted as like telling John to remember the women in the Congresses and basically like, Hey, it's not just men that are affected by these things. You got to remember us. We do stuff too. We're affected by politics. Um, but also it seems at least in this portrayal in the John Adams uh, miniseries, limited series, whatever. She seemed like kind of a badass and Laura Linney's doing a really great job. And so those are some takeaways. The acting is really great. The other thing is that the camera, she, like the, the way that it is shot is interesting. I keep noticing it. It's not necessarily a takeaway, but I am... I am noticing it. And it's like, sometimes the camera angle will be sort of tilted as though, as though it's being shot live and the camera person is like getting tired or just like, like moving while they're shooting. And so they'll be like in the Continental Congress, but it will almost look like they're all like tilted. It's a little strange. And I want to read about why or what, what the thought was behind this. Um, But it's not like a one-time occurrence. It's not like it was an accident. They kind of do that a lot. But yeah, I remember when I started watching Succession, I thought that the like zooming of the camera was like an odd choice. And I looked up why they did that. And they explained like they shot Succession almost like theater, like a lot more like theater than other TV shows are shot. Yes. Where like there's just a couple of cameras. They've got zoom lenses on. So they're not like in your face. And all the actors are just like interacting and they don't know whose face is like zoomed in on because they've got just these like couple of cameras with zoom lenses. And so the way they zoom in on people is like, is obviously like with the zoom lens, but like to showcase different characters, like feelings during the scene. So everyone is acting the whole time, time, like very much like theater versus like an actor being like, okay, now like we're shooting you and now we're shooting this person, which I thought was very cool once I learned that. But when I just started watching Succession, I was like, why are they doing this? I am motion sick but then i like very much liked it in the end so yeah maybe there's a reason that'll make you like it yeah because you find out that also the way succession was shot also made it feel like almost we were we were getting like spy shots into this room we weren't supposed to be hearing what was happening in but i can yeah i i couldn't i can't remember how i felt about the (laughs) the zooming first off but yeah so i'm interested to see what that what the reasoning behind that is uh, other than that, 
Uh, oh, never have I ever. I binged the entire last season. Oh, how was it? It was. I'm cute. on season two, so no spoilers. I shan't spoil it. Um, it was cute. The whole. I mean, some of the things that. I think you have just expressed some annoyance with, with the fact that Davy doesn't seem to learn very quickly. She just like keeps making mistakes. Some of that she's, she's matured a little bit in the final season. Um, and I think I generally, I, I wrote notes somewhere for when we do eventually talk about it and I'll probably write something in this week's newsletter. But um, yeah, I think I generally had a positive view. I, the show is just like very light and fun and easy to watch, but also has some good emotional connections and like stories. And I think it's just like a positive, positive watch. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Was it a good final season? Like, were you happy? It was, did it wrap up well? It wrapped up well. It did the thing. I mean, it's their senior year. So they sort of made the decision, it seems, to not really follow their characters into college, into like disparate colleges. Uh, I think that seems like a wise decision. And yeah, I think they did. I think I think I like the way that everything wrapped up. It made sense to me. I'm trying really hard not to say specifics. <laughs> but okay. we'll, we'll talk no, about it later. A good, it's a good summary. Yeah, I think uh, overall they did a pretty good job. There are some things that I may have tweaked, but that's just because I'm picky. Yeah, I'll have to watch. I'll probably watch the last season within the next like, couple of weeks. It's a good binger. I just needed a break. But yeah. when I took a break from that last week, I watched another show that's like very old and has been canceled for a while, but I just wanted like a different comedy. Did you ever watch The Mick? Uh, is that the one with um, the Always Sunny was guy? the Always Sunny uh, girl. Oh, Did girl. I thought Charlie was in it for some reason. Oh, no. It's the blonde girl. D. She's the lead. She's Mackenzie. So the Mick is. I think like I her watched name one is- episode, but I have not. I don't remember any of it. Is it good? That's fair. I think it only has two seasons before it was canceled. It was like a Fox show in 2018. Mm-hmm. And I started watching it because I like Sophia Black D'Elia, who was the lead in Single Drunk Female. And she was in this before she was the star of that. And I had never seen her in anything else, so I wanted to see her. And she is good in it. But the blonde girl – I wish I knew that actress's name. I'm sorry. I didn't look it up. Is so good. She's so funny. I don't watch It's Always Sunny, so I like, haven't really seen her in much. I feel um, like you should watch that. You didn't know that? Yeah. No. I've like never really seen that. And I, yeah, no, people keep telling me I should, but I it's just a big undertaking. It's, anyway, the Mick yeah. is very funny, but it's not like – I don't think would ever make like a top 10 comedies list. So I'm just kind of using it as like filler. It's, it is funny, but it's just, it's, uh, it's kind of average. Uh, I don't know. Per, uh, like I can't tell if it's always sunny is your type of comedy. It's not feel good. Like I don't <laughs> think it is. I tried like a couple episodes here and there and I'm just like not super into it, Yeah, but I feel like a fake TV watcher, mm. a fake comedy <laughs> lover for not having you like just have more. specific tastes. I know, but like everyone likes It's Always Sunny. I have to give it another try because I bet you I would like it if I just watched more of it. I mean, I didn't like The Office the first time I saw an episode of that. So we, we like things can change. That's true. The Office does have more heart than It's Always Sunny. I like the heart. 
I know. <laughs> so I am warning you. <laughs> I know, I, yeah, I guess like with my favorites being like Parks and Rec and The Office and New Girl and Schitt's Creek, like they're all very – They have like a core of – Heart filled. Yes. But yeah. I'll try it one day. Um, I also watched two new TV shows. I wrote about the crowded room in the newsletter, so I don't need to bore you with that again. But I also watched Based on a True Story, and I don't think we talked about that. No. Did we talk about that? Uh, only a, briefly, but Peacock. Yeah, go for it. It's Kaylee Cuoco and Chris Messina. Mm-hmm. Both excellent, and they're really good in this. There's eight episodes. I binged it with my friend Caitlin Wednesday night. Like We literally like, we started it and watched the entire thing. And the whole time we were like, is this – do we hate this? What <laughs> – is this bad? And then we would just let the next episode play. So I think my feeling, I have complicated feelings about it because it was like fun to watch. We were just like hanging out, drinking wine and watching this show. Mm-hmm. So like it, like it certainly was like entertaining enough for that setting. But there were – it was like sort of a big mess. Like it just wasn't very good. The story-wise, it just was – didn't mm-hmm. – I don't understand the choices that they made. But like was it fun? Fun and messy. Yeah. Can you compare it to anything? Like for me, I that sounds a little like something reality TV-ish. That Oh. Uh, no, it's like the so it's sort of like vibes of Only Murders in the Building. It's about a true crime mm-hmm. uh podcast, so like very similar. Very similar, yeah. Um but very different subject. So it's not like a m- murder mystery. There is a podcast being made. It is sort of like tongue-in-cheek, LOL, Americans Love True Crime, like sort of making fun of it, but it's not a satire. So it's not – like I thought it was going to be a satire of like how obsessed we all are, are all with true crime, but mm-hmm. it's not. And it's not really like a criticism of that either, which I feel like Only Murders sort of is. This is not. And it doesn't really have a perspective in my opinion, which was bothering me because it just feels like it needed one. And then it was just sort of like chaos. Wow. <laughs> it's, okay. it's it's really hard to explain because it just like – it was fun, but it was like very messy. It does not sound like something I will watch. No, you would – you with your <laughs> discerning eye towards plot and structure would not have enjoyed this. Is that, it is just – it's like they threw things at the wall. I feel like I need to say oh, – okay, yeah, you're probably right. But I do, I do sometimes watch things that are – objectively bad and I watch all of them. Yeah, but there's a difference between like it. soapy but like still follows like a tried and true structure and like you sort of know it's like, you know, it's not highbrow TV but also it's fine. There's a time and place for that. And then this, which felt like it was trying to be and mm, I don't know, trying to be only murders in the building, like trying to be sort of like not subversive because obviously it's treading familiar waters at this point <laughs> ground that's waters. not the same it is treading What's water it sounds like you're saying <laughs> it feels like that should be the same it's not if it's struggling anyway, but yeah it yeah well it is struggling no it's uh, treading ground it's not the word so it's sort of like we've seen only murders before but it's just not even close to as good as only murders gotcha. and then it's sort of like what is happening here and I just so for that reason I think it doesn't work. When I say it's fun, I just mean like I mean Kaylee Cuoco and Chris Messina are excellent, right? And they bring a lot of energy to it. But like, yeah, plot wise and like story arc wise, it was baffling. Do you think I, whenever I hear something like this where it's essentially another TV show but just like worse, do you think it is the same case of TV execs being like, "Oh yeah, that worked before. Yes, greenlit." Like, yes, do this, make this. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, the pitch is probably like, it's like only murders. And then people are like, oh, that's a popular TV show. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know. I mean, I think – oh, I could be wrong. I didn't double check this. But I think Kaylee Cuoco might be a producer on it. Like, I I get what she was going for. I think she's like – it's a good role for her. There's just something key about it that just didn't work. And so mm-hmm. it's, I just think – like, it's not going to make a top 10 list for anyone. What about top probably 50? But like, but it was fun. Like it'll be one of the shows I watched this year that I like easily watched the whole thing and didn't hate. Okay. I just was confused yeah. by it. Yeah. Did you ever see the movie the BJ BJ Novak Vengeance? Oh, I loved that. Yeah. I was gonna say that's when you started describing it, I was like, oh, it's like another only murder is vengeance, but I guess not. But those are good. <laughs> right. The, yeah, that's the, the thing that works in Only Murders is that it is still sort of a mystery. So, like, you're compelled to find out the mystery. The thing that worked about, well, same with Vengeance. It's like that it was a mystery. Mm-hmm. There's no mystery, really, in this one. So it's different in that way. So the really, like, the main similarity when I compare it to Only Murders is the podcast part of it. But if you're taking away the mystery and you're taking away, like, the perspective, like, the criticism or satire of true crime, then, like, what are you left with? Mm. Just weird scenarios and Hmm. oddball characters. And it's very – it's still got the sort of, like, over-the-top zany energy, which I think is what made it fun. But everything else was just sort of, like, kind of a mess. All right. That's it. (laughs) Glad to hear that I won't be watching that. Yeah, I wasn't going to recommend it. Maybe I'll write it for the newsletter this week, but Mm. yeah, it's not a recommend. I don't think I have anything else on mine. Did you watch any anymore? Nope. I'm very excited to rewatch the first episode of Veronica Mars for our start. Oh, yay. Where do I watch that? I should have checked that. I believe Hulu. Hulu. I'm going to say that and hope that that's true. Okay, well, obviously I'll look it up. So, yes, for our listeners, we have decided to do a full Veronica Mars rewatch for Jenny, first watch for me. We're going to do the first episode of season one this week. So I'm playing the theme yeah, song in my head. Yeah, I hope people are excited for that. It was tied with what? Buffy? Was that what it was tied for in yeah. our poll? It was and tied with Buffy, although we were directed to ignore everything everyone that did not vote for a twin peaks by your father so maybe we should listen <laughs> there were a few people i thought it was just gonna be my dad that voted for that but no. there were a few people that voted for twin peaks so maybe next time we'll do twin Pe- i like i do really want to rewatch twin peaks so that's I why love, i put it on there yeah maybe we choose so a good time of year for that like closer to spooky season yeah spooky season maybe we will also i haven't seen the revival yet so that nor have I. Why I was like maybe we do that to- okay we'll do that later in the year um, the same goes for Veronica Mars, though. I have not seen – so it was – this is a – I mean, we'll get into it in, when we actually talk about the TV show, but there were original seasons, then they were sort of canceled, came back for another season a few years later, and then many, many, many years later, fans were begging for an end to the story, and they made a movie in the last five, ten years, which I have not seen. So that'll be – Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Anyway. All right. I'm stoked. I'm I'm excited. I'm going to do so much background work. I feel like I don't often do that for our podcast. (laughs) Don't tell anyone, but I'm going to. All I'm going to do is watch it. So. That's fine. One of us can be prepared. The other will be (laughs) 
It's fresh eyes. I am looking forward to it, but I also feel like I will be. You do have to remember it was started in 2004 and was for a teen audience. I feel like that should be set. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Frame of mind set. Perfect. Cool. All right. All right. See you then. Find links to follow us on socials and subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to Double Take. If you like what you heard, please support us by subscribing and leaving a review. See you next time. The Double Take Podcast is produced by Jess Ball and me, Jennifer Cullen.